Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, fighting back. Gwyneth Paltrow's lawyers go high tech in her ski crash trial. What they say really happened on a Utah mountain seven years ago. And when the case could head to the jury. Plus, snack attack. We're taking a bite out of some new findings about the way we eat. Why we're snacking now more than ever. And the hot items that folks are reaching for. Then in our Consumer Confidential, tipping points. Who should you tip? How much should you give? And how to handle the infamous guilt tip. And in She Made It, it's not your average hairband. I thought, well, what is something that I personally reach for every day that could be improved? Meet the woman who turned a simple idea into a $100 million business all on her own. Today, Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. What day is it, Craig? Hump day. Mike, 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 Mike. We are so happy. It never gets old to you. Well, at least not to us. It doesn't get old to you, because you and your dad jokes, you team up right perfectly with that. We're dads. That's what we do. Dylan's here. Craig's here. Our pal Jill is here as well. So now still on spring break. Yes. She's yes. Just, a been, just on a couple days. Just on a Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. Yeah. Come on. You, you know, <laughs> she, she and her family deserves <laughs> a good time off. Yes. Says the guy who was just off last week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about on this Wednesday morning. Uh, we are going to start, though, once again with that courtroom drama involving Hollywood star Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow, of course, as you probably know by now, accused of running into a doctor on a Utah ski slope some seven years ago. Her defense now presenting their case. And NBC's Kaylee Hartong, she's been following this one from the very beginning. She has some new developments this morning. Kaylee, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, guys. So Paltrow's defense team does not dispute that there was a collision on the Deer Valley slopes in 2016, but they say plaintiff Terry Sanderson's version of events simply could not have happened. Science and technology taking center stage Tuesday in court with Gwyneth Paltrow's defense team using it to challenge previous testimony. There's contact, fall to the right. The actress's lawyers presenting an animated recreation of the crash that they say directly contradicts the plaintiff's key eyewitness, Craig Ramone. We have two versions of the accident. We have Mr. Ramone's version and we have Miss Paltrow's version. And I'm sorry to say Mr. Ramone's version does not meet with the, the laws of physics. Would you say that Miss Paltrow's is the more likely of the two accounts? Well, considering it's the only one that matches with the physics of what would happen in contact. Yes, I think so. The judge explaining to the jury that the animation cannot be considered evidence, but legal experts say the defense may have scored points with it anyway. The reality is juries look at that as evidence. Terry Sanderson is suing Paltrow for at least $300,000, saying she slammed into him on a ski slope. The 76-year-old testified he's suffering from a permanent traumatic brain injury as a result of the 2016 collision. 
Paltrow is countersuing, saying it was in fact Sanderson who plowed into her. It was like somebody was out of control and going to hit a tree and was going to die. And that's what I had until I was hit. Mr. Sanderson categorically hit me on that ski slope, and that is the truth. And, and I'm sure that that's what you believe. I'm not saying... Because it. it's the truth. Depositions of Paltrow's now teenage children that she shares with ex-Coldplay frontman Chris Martin were also read in court Tuesday. Moses and Apple Martin both testified years after the crash that neither of them saw the actual collision. But immediately after the crash, they say their mom unequivocally spoke about Sanderson running into her. The judge in the case has laid out a pretty strict schedule for an eight-day trial. So as of now, closing arguments are set for tomorrow, and then the jury will get the case. Guys, this case that's just delivered so much social media fodder could yeah. be over by the end of the week. Oh, thank you, Kaylee Hart. I will say, wherever you fall on, on, on the side of who you think is responsible for it, I think it does say something that Gwyneth Paltrow, who could probably easily just write a check, Mm-hmm. And have this guy go away. And but she has up. decided she yeah. wants her day in court. Yeah. So let's tell her. All right. Well, we're going to turn the tables a little now to our changing eating habits. If you feel yourself grazing more and reaching for chips or pretzels or cookies throughout the day, you are not alone, apparently. Snack sales are apparently way up. And of course, our Sam Brock is live from the snack aisle. <laughs> um, so, Sam, what's behind the desire to snack more and how much snacking have you? Partaked in this morning. Partaken? Partaked in? Par- partook? Yeah. Dylan, you, I'll do it. No. You don't have to ask me twice to do some sampling around the snacks. Do look, do this is a trend to your original question. It predated the pandemic. And now what we're seeing is really it was accelerated through COVID-19. People are home more. If there's more access to food and it's indulgent, and then you get into a new sort of routine. Also, though, guys, younger generations really had more of a focus on health-related snacking that then they shifted to older folks, too. So they actually started it and there was almost like that ripple wave effect. So that's all going on right now. An interesting statistic, as you mentioned, Dylan, sales are up for snacks 12% year over year, some $11.6 billion at Wawa where I am. It's actually up more than that. And it's interesting in the context of the fact that inflation has pushed up the price of food so much and yet snacks are still over indexing beyond those increases in costs. Well, I actually prefer the Coors Light behind yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. No, we're actually eating as your um, our favorite snack, Sam. But what is most popular now in the aisles as we look around behind you? Yeah, Jill, it's a great question. So let me show you. This is not uncommon to see a full display here, which marries health benefits with typical foods. And this is the kind of thing that a lot of folks are really seeking out. So a paleo nut mix, that's one of the buzzwords, paleo, gluten-free as well. You'll see here that we have dark chocolate mango. So you're pairing chocolate and fruit. When you get the combination of things together, that's really what tends to sell. Um, This again, gluten-free chickpeas. So you you feel like you're doing something healthy. It does have an added benefit of chocolate as well. The dopamine that Greg was talking about earlier, Greg rather, it was just sort of one of the things that you experience. Now, those with unique flavors, also important. Let me show you something here, guys, okay. is that on the chips, a lot of this is branding as well. And I'm not, I'm not endorsing these. This is an example yeah. of what works. This says Red Hot mm-hmm. Fuego 
the bolder and the hotter the taste, yeah. the more that those products seem to sell. And then there's huh. also this nutritional thing where a lot of younger folks are taking meal replacements or things that have protein, sometimes caffeine in them as well. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're, they're sort of doing two things at once and can use this instead of a full meal. And they do that throughout the course of a day. So, Sam, uh, why don't you show us your favorite snack? What are you grabbing for? <laughs> Maybe they'll send you some for free. Yeah. Great question, Al. All right. So let me see. I have an entire collection of things here. Yes. I don't even know where I stuck it. I like the voodoo chips. You know, come with me for a second. Let okay. me show you what I like. Oh. Voodoo chips is oh, one. See. Love the voodoo right chips. Right over here. Mm -hmm. Zaps. These are delicious. It's kettle style. It's got that New Orleans mm. flavor to it. Mm -hmm. For me personally, that's one of them. Also, ice cream that has yeah. pretzels in it. When you're oh, yeah. marrying the mm. sweet. I was talking about this earlier with payday. When you marry the sweet and the salty, divine. Okay, oh, you have to have the paydays right yes, here. Yes, I do. The payday bar has has a little of everything. It's got uh, is sweet, you're salty. It's Some got the crunch. Benefit. It's got. Yeah, in fact, uh, Men's Health said instead of grabbing a protein bar, you, it's mm. a much cheaper, more economical to just grab a payday. I love a good payday. Exactly. I will notice with my kids mm. those like little added benefits or you know popcorn that right. it's only a hundred calories yeah. for a whole thing. Like I, I tend to grab those snacks to send them off to school with. Jill, you like the, the yeah. Twinkie, but you dip it in. I like a. Twinkie, which I think never expires. You're getting a call. I'll, I'll call him back. And I put the M and M. So it's a stuffed Twinkie. Yeah, in the Twinkie. That's nice. my. They right. asked for my go-to. I'm, I'm an old-fashioned guy. I like just a plain, plain old potato chip. Mm -hmm. Just plain old lady's potato, potato chip. I raise that your chip with onion dip. You, you like the ruffles because they, they offer a little bit more. And they have ridges. I was going to say do. ruffles. ruffles. I do wonder though if if the increase in snacking is not related to the decriminalization of marijuana nationwide. <laughs> if we haven't seen. Snacking go up because you. I'm just putting out. I'm, I'm just. Why? No. I okay. Have uh, by the way, uh, we have to talk about a pinch me moment for our resident push. golf fan. Uh, Dylan did not hit a hole in one, but this next, next best, best thing, thing. she yeah. is featured in Golf Digest's Masters Preview Edition. This is no. cool. I'm so Look at you. excited. When they said it was going to be in the Masters Preview Edition, yeah. it was like that much more special because that's the one a lot of people will pick up, you know, leading up to the Masters. So, wow. um, yeah, it's just a great article about how I'm not great, but to follow your passions, you know, if you love something, sure. go for it, do it. it it's get, opened up a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities for me awesome. just learning how to play later you, in life. You but, get to go down to Augusta. That's huge. I mean, this has become the new tradition before the Are you Masters. Playing in the Masters? Yes, yes, correct. <laughs> you play. No. You can play the day before. They have the media. I have not gotten that invite yet, oh. but maybe if you read the article, you will give me um, maybe maybe but that But you will invite. be there live Friday. Yes. Yeah, so leading, you know, the weekend before the Masters mm -hmm. is the um, Augusta National Women's Amateur. That's right. Um, some of the best up-and-coming golfers get and to play. And you're playing in that? I'm not playing oh, in that. Oh, okay. I will be reporting from there on Sunday. Uh, the final round takes place on Saturday. You can catch it on NBC and Peacock. All the up-and-coming uh, female golfers who are going to be huge in the sport. So you'll so. be caddying for one of them? No. Okay. I just get to. I think it's Super but cool I get to walk the course. Yeah, there you go. I think it's super. I, it's, it's, I think it's, first of all, it's a great, yeah. a great thing to be in that golf digest. Cool. That's really cool. Thank you. Really I'm cool. very, very excited very nice. about that. So Why are you looking at me? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> the Twinkie. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, before this just Speaking goes completely of, off the rails, let's get an etiquette lesson. Vicky Wynn is going to share some tips about tipping. How much should we be giving? When is it okay to skip the tip? Which, of course, we know that's what Craig does. That is uh, not that's, true. Oh, that's right. You just don't pay. Then later <laughs> in She Made It, a woman behind a $100 million brand that began with a hairband. Her big break and advice to other entrepreneurs will have a good look at that when the third hour of the day continues. <laughs>
chip. I, I did not double tip the chip. You're on campaign. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This morning in our Consumer Confidential, we are talking tips. How much should you give? Which ones can you skip? If you feel like you've reached a tipping point, our <laughs> senior consumer investigative correspondent, Vicki Wynn, she's here to help. And yeah. here's it. Let's start there, Vic, because tipping, you know, it used to be uh, it was, it was, you do a good job. You know, yeah. Or, you know, you go to a nice restaurant. You're you tip 15, 20 percent. Right. Now, it does seem like there is this expectation that no matter where you go or what service is performed, you should be tipping. How did we get here? It is really contributing to a tipping fatigue in our society. Look, American culture, we are a very generous yes. people. Tipping is part of the norm. But there's a real debate going on right now, especially among American service workers who look at their counterparts in Europe and they don't depend as much on tips. And it's because people are saying, you're not paying us a living wage. Yep. Restaurant servers make as little as $4 an hour, and they're expected to make up the rest in it tips, is. which is supported by everyone else. So there's a conversation happening about, should employers pay more so that people aren't so dependent on mm -hmm. their tips? Mm -hmm. The thing is, the pandemic, that made us even more generous. Yes, uh, Creditcards.com says we tipped an average of $1.24 more per mm, service during the pandemic yeah. because we were so grateful to those grocery deliveries, yep. those food deliveries. Mm -hmm. But now we're kind of contracting <laughs> and we're actually tipping less than we did in 2019. In wow. fact, the number of people polled said uh, that uh, the times that they always tip at a sit-down restaurant is 73% now compared to 77% back that's in 2019. Not, that's not good. Part of the tipping fatigue, when you are standing in line and someone is just going to hand you a bagel yes. and mm -hmm. then they turn they that turn little the screen thing. around and it says no tip. don't even make eye 15, contact 20, with you. 20, 25%. Yes. And there's a long line of people behind you and you just feel like, I got to tip something. That kind of makes people less likely to tip in other places. Right. So there's a... Debate about that, too. Like, when do you have to tip? There are services we've always tipped for, I yes. feel like. But how do we know how much exactly to tip for, say, getting your hair done or services like that? Yeah, the best rule of thumb when it comes to tipping, obviously tip what you can. But there are some expected standards. Pre-tax tipping, when you go to a restaurant, 20% is mm -hmm. pretty much the expectation for good service. There was a great article written by a former server in Food & Wine magazine. And they said, you know, even when they've had the most cringiest experience, they still tip 10%. Mm -hmm. The only 
only times they say you can get away with zero is if the server it absolutely ignores you, um, you know, That's or, or does something terribly racist or offensive to you. That's mm-hmm. the only time where they feel like it's acceptable mm-hmm. to go down to zero. But beauty services, 20 percent delivery services. This one's interesting because. Let's say you order a meal that is a little right. more expensive from Uber Eats. Right. You're going to be tipping a percentage of whatever that cost right. is, even though that meal might be literally lighter. the same effort lighter <laughs> yeah. As, yeah. as as a cheaper a delivery. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to look at the bill and decide what mm-hmm. do I think is fair for that. When it comes to hotels, I don't know. You tip the yes. housekeeping each yes. night, yes. right? Yeah, exactly. So you know, I always kids. thought it was at least yeah. ten, yeah, ten dollars a night. But yeah. actually, some of the etiquette experts say anywhere from two to fifteen dollars, depending okay. on how many nights. But you're supposed to tip every night because there are different people that sure, come in. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, absolutely. Right. Oh, yep. Until the end. Yep. Yeah. Because right. it's different. They oh. rotate different. through. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Just to follow up really quickly, Vic, because you just said something. A lot of times people on a receipt will see like a service charge. Yes. And I think a lot of people wonder, okay, well, is that the tip? Am, so, am I tipping there with the service charge? Yeah. So for a while, you would see this service surcharge or a COVID surcharge in California. They do a health insurance surcharge. Mm-hmm. So surcharges are different from tips. Yeah. And if you have a question about just it, ask you should ask. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Usually when there are groups of six or more, they will add oh, they an automatic, automatic gratuity of 18%. But sometimes that extra service charge, it depends on the restaurant. So you What about ask. the gray areas like, you know, a car wash uh, where you've got multiple people doing it or, or uh, to Dylan's point where you're just picking up coffee? I know. So this is where the etiquette experts at emilypost.com say it's okay to avoid the guilt tip. Don't mm-hmm. tip if you don't feel like it was a personal service interaction. I would say a car wash, they're actually really doing something yeah. for you and it yeah. is customary to tip. Sometimes they have the big tip jar right. so you can give yep. it to everybody yes. and they usually pool their, their tips together. So with the gray area, the movers is another one. Mm-hmm. You're already paying hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars for a big move. Yeah, but, but not it, to those folks who are right. the stuff yeah. off exactly. the truck. Guys, they're working yeah. a 12 hour working. day. So yeah. if you don't have the cash to tip them 40 to $50 each, then consider buying sandwiches or pizza yeah, and right, drinks for right. everybody for the day. You don't always have to tip in money. Okay. Do what you can. Right. Yeah, I will say, Sue Simmons, one of our uh, legendary yeah. anchors here in New York, said, folks like us, there's a celebrity tax, and so you have hmm. to tip 30%. Now, the difference, so the sure difference with that Al. is if you serve <laughs> Al, you're going to get a 50%, 50% tip. You serve one of us, you, we can probably afford 25 no, <laughs> He's very generous, and so are you. Thank you. Vicky, that was a great right. tip. Yes. Thank yeah, good one. Thank you. Had I wish I had a five on the end. Oh, and always carry cash. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other tip. Always carry cash. Yeah, and true. small bills, because yeah. you never know when the spirit moves you. Okay, I'm getting the teases, <laughs> okay. please, from Brady. So I want to talk about Wellness Wednesday, a mental health checklist. We're breaking down the symptoms and treatment for something called high-functioning anxiety. This is interesting. But first, it she made it, the woman who's big brush, get it, with success, all began with one simple hair tie. We'll be right back. (laughs) This morning, Jill's going to bring us another great She Made It. You caught up with the entrepreneur of uh, a person who was behind a $100 million business? Yep, and it started with a simple hair tie. Well, maybe you've heard of Kitsch. The popular hair care brand sells everything from shampoo to pillowcases. But it all began 13 years ago when founder Cassandra Thurswell set out with a simple mission to make a better hair tie. On behalf of most women, I want to thank you because this is how I live my life. With this on my wrist. It just seems so simple, right? It's just like a small hair tie, but like hair is just so emotional. Cassandra Thurswell is all about going back to the basics. 
She's the founder and CEO of hair care brand, Kitsch. Hair care is really something from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to sleep. Growing up in the Midwest, Cassandra always knew she wanted to own a business. So tell me where your entrepreneurial bug came from. My stepdad had an orthodontic practice and my mom and my stepdad worked together They really fostered in us, like, if you want something, you can work for it. I ended up making retainers. It was such a fun thing for my sisters and I to do. In her 20s, Cassandra branched out on her own and moved to Los Angeles. I had had multiple businesses before Kitsch. Some were legitimate, some were not legitimate. Give me a list of the legitimate and the non-legitimate. I bought a spray tan machine and I was doing spray tan and I was doing like makeup and then a of course, I did the babysitting. I started a scarf company with inspirational quotes on it. I had a jewelry business with my mom. Like, I tried all these different things. While working odd jobs during the day, Cassandra took classes for manufacturing at night, and at 25 years old, she saved $30,000. I thought, well, what is something that I personally reach for every day that could be improved? Like, it is part of my day-to-day routine. And that was a basic elastic. Cassandra started creating handmade hair ties from her apartment, eventually launching Kitsch in 2010. I would just go out there and go to salons and boutiques and do door-to-door sales. I'd get rejected, but I'd also get some orders. And when I got the orders, I'd get reorders. And that's how I built the business initially. Cassandra began researching retail partnerships, and within the first few years, she landed the biggest one to date. So was your first, I guess, major light bulb moment when you partnered with Ulta? Yeah, absolutely. The Ulta partnership started with an email. I emailed the buyer, just a cold email, and I said to her, I started this business, I have some great hair accessories, we'd love to be in Ulta. And she was like, are you going to be at Cosmoprof? And I remember going back to my desk and being like, what is Cosmoprof? And it was like, a trade show, okay. Unable to afford a booth at the trade show, Cassandra did the next best thing and invited the buyer to lunch. But days before the meeting, her infant daughter got sick, so she enlisted help from her husband, Jeremy, so she could stay with her. He went on my behalf and I like threw him to the wolves and it was because of him that we got an end cap at Ulta. In this fall, we're going to have a whole aisle at Ulta. The hair care company has expanded beyond the basic hair tie, launching shampoos, pillowcases, and the viral heatless curling set. Today, Kitsch is doing over $100 million in business with their products in over 20,000 retail locations worldwide. And Cassandra has continued to build the brand without taking outside funding. It was just built stone by stone. I wasn't in a rush. When people continued to come back, then I just felt like it was enough for me. And it just kept growing and growing. If you could go back and talk to your younger 25-year-old self, what would you tell her? I have this quote that I just love so much and I really live by. And it's the secret to having it all is knowing you already do. And I feel like I would just continue to remind myself that the journey is the best part. 
Oh. I love this story. And Cassandra says much of Kitch's success comes from the feedback she hears from her customers about the different products. And mm-hmm. we have some of them here. I want to say and there when a are product tu- works well. Yes. And there are tutorials on their social media. A lot of people ask how to use things. The thing about the hair tie is, and a hair tie cannot all be the same, as you know. No, um, I don't know. As you know, as you well know. No idea. Um, when you put a hair tie in and you put it in right, you don't have dents yes. in your hair the next day. So this is my second day hair because I use these hair bands mm-hmm. and they're silk and they don't. <laughs> What? Your second day here. What does that mean? She didn't Meaning wash I it blew last it night. yesterday, oh. ouch, and then today it's the second day, and it'll be a third day tomorrow. But because you Ask use a proper hairband, sure there's not a dent in it. <laughs> oh, well, I like your second day here. It's beautiful. Thank you very much. I, I'm curious to hear yes. what you think it, about third day. Is that, is, that, <laughs> is that just regular soap there in the front? Um, that's their. They have solid bars of shampoo and conditioner. That oh, go in the bag. So, love yeah, and it's you know um, eco. I'm gonna put these three on my wrist. Yeah. Thank you. Now you're good. Phil, for a thank few you days. so very much. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my fifth day looks the same. Uh, coming up in Wellness <laughs> Wednesday, the signs and symptoms of high functioning anxiety and what we can do to manage that. Then later, the flash. Grant Gustin is here. Yeah, good to see you, my friend. He's going to fill us in on the hard-to-believe final season of The Flash and what it's going to be like to hang up that superhero suit. Third hour of today, we'll be back in The Flash. (laughs) You couldn't wait. We are back with the Wellness Wednesday that's probably going to hit home for a lot of people. If you feel down or have persistent worries, you could be dealing with something called high-functioning anxiety. Our friend, board-certified psychiatrist, Dr. Sue Varma, is here to tell us what it is and the signs and symptoms to look out for. Dr. Varma, good morning. Thank you. I was just chatting with you because I thought I was kind of in the clear from anxiety until I read about high-functioning anxiety, and I realized... Oh, I'm tired. I'm a perfectionist. I, I kind of check off all the boxes. Yes. What is it? Yes. So the interesting thing is high functioning anxiety is not a medical disorder, but it has all the symptoms of anxiety of rumination and worry and concentration difficulties and restlessness, but mm-hmm. without the impairment in functioning. So it's people showing up a hundred percent in a hundred percent of what they do. And that can be exhausting. You can have yeah. difficulty starting tasks, difficulty making decisions, feeling irritable, feeling on edge, feeling like you have so much on your plate that you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. But it's usually with high-functioning people, women, moms, and sometimes Mm -hmm. like all three. How is that different from also just being a mom and having to get through all the things you have to get through over the course of a day? Yes. So what's interesting is that in high-functioning anxiety, you show up, and but it's at a cost to you. Nobody is seeing the impairment. Mm. It's what we call like a duck syndrome, where you see the duck and you're like, oh, they're happy. Right. But underneath, (laughs) yeah, it's exhausting. It comes at a price to our health and wellness. Yeah. So so doctor, what's at the root of yes. this. So I would say people pleasing, uh-huh. perfectionism, and procrastination. Uh-huh. We don't know what people are expecting, so we project that they want something done mm-hmm. yesterday, mm-hmm. and we work really, really hard. Right. We procrastinate because we want to be perfectionists. We want everything to be right. But we forget that they say perfect is the enemy of the good. Sometimes good is good enough. Mm-hmm. And, and just move on. Yes, right. yes. Mm-hmm. Dr. Varma, in, in terms of physical effects yes. for folks who suffer with this high-functioning anxiety, what, what other things might they be suffering with? So first thing I would say is get a medical checkup. A lot of times thyroid disorders, um, vitamin B12 deficiency, vitamin D deficiency, a lot of these things can show up as anxiety or heart problems. So we want to be able to rule that out. Then I would say 
if you do have high functioning anxiety, headaches, irritability, insomnia, sleep disturbances, um, high blood pressure, heart racing, palpitations, anything with stomach, irritable bowel syndrome, sure. going to the bathroom too much too, uh, or too little, can it manifest from head to toe? Okay. I think, I think we could all relate to some of these. We're all like, I yes. have that, I yes. have that. Yes. But there are ways to fix this in when... so. Set, setting boundaries and stop comparing. Tell us some of the ways. Yes. Yeah, so first thing you have to recognize is that I have high functioning anxiety. I have something that helps me be really productive, but at the same time, it's coming at an expense to my sanity, to my relationships, to my well-being. So set boundaries and get clear expectations. If When is the deadline? Is it a deadline that you made up in your head? Ask mm. for more information. When do you need this by? Why am I rushing myself? Boundaries. A friend is asking you to go to a bachelorette party that you can't afford. Get to the root of it. What is it that you want? You want support? So how can I show you that in other ways? How can I learn to say no and right. say yes it, to No myself? is a complete sentence. Yes. It's okay to say no. Absolutely. Yeah. Stop comparing yourself. Get decent yeah. sleep. Move yeah. your body. I call them the four M's. Mindfulness, movement, meaningful engagement, mastery. Do something for yourself. And Therapy. Therapy is huge to recognize that you have these tendencies. Yes. Is, ever, we, is it ever any good? You know, it's a double-edged sword. I was telling Joe, like, the, the perfectionism, the need to want to do something the right way drives us and makes us so successful. But keep in mind, what is the cost? Am yeah, I not okay. sleeping? Am I not relating to people, taking time for myself? Thank you, That's Dr. super helpful. Yeah, really Thank helpful. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. Well, for more information on high-functioning anxiety, you can go to today.com. All right. Coming up, we are sitting down with the fastest man around, the Flash Star Grant Gustin is live to tell us about saying goodbye to his beloved character. And then we're going green. Our pal Hilton Carter is embracing the season with spring plants for every room in your house. And we're going to kind of follow up on some of our family Yes, plans. we're going to get some updates. <laughs> we'll be right back. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. This morning, we are catching up with a multi-talented actor who can sing, dance, and fight bad guys. <laughs> Grant Gustin struck a chord with fans of Glee wow, Sebastian. Look at that. <laughs> wow, look at that. Wow. A member of the Dalton Warblers. And then he traded in the mic when he took on the role of superhero The Flash on that popular CW series. It's hard to believe, but the show is in its ninth and final season with the fastest man alive continuing to protect others including his own family. Grant, Do you like morning. watching yourself? Not really, no. Good morning. Good morning. You hit me with the Glee footage, man. Uh, yeah. That's right. We just pull it all out. Yep. I remember you were here the first season yep. of, of The Flash, yeah. and it was, it was just taking off. 184 episodes, not counting crossovers. Uh-huh. Uh, you're now, you've, you've, you've filmed the final episode. We have, yeah. You've hung up Three the suit. Three weeks ago, yeah. What was that like? It was bittersweet. It was bizarre. I mean, it's uh, it feels 
good kind of finishing the run. I feel mm -hmm. like I feel really proud of all of us. I feel like we accomplished something mm -hmm. pretty special, but it's weird. It's a weird feeling not like going back and clocking in. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> Especially since very few shows ever go 180. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Pretty lucky. Yeah. Your wife and, and your daughter, I understand, were able to be there with you on set. For the for final the shot. Yeah. Yeah. It was a whole, whole day of green screen work. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Aww. Yeah. And she, Aww. my daughter, Juniper, like ran out and got to hold her kind of right after the last moment and give a speech to the crew with her. And yeah, it was pretty special. So tell me about the suit. First of all, did yeah. she recognize you in the suit and how did she react? She's so little. And did you take the suit? Because I've heard a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, um, she had visited once before and she's seen like pictures of me in the suit and she actually, anything flash now she points to and says, Aww. Papa, like, so, yeah. but she had never seen me in the mask and I was wearing it when she showed up and she was kind of staring at me, kind of <laughs> confused and concerned. And, and I took it off and, um, and then that's when she was like, Oh, Papa. Oh, okay. Oh, Papa. No. Okay. Everything's okay. The rest of this outfit makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And as far as keeping it, yeah, I really wanted to, but I had always heard that it was not going to be in the cards. Like, I really oh, wanted on. the boots. I think what? Earned, so did you uh, earn that? You well, gave them so nine years. I kept the flash ring. <laughs> okay. Which, okay. And, um, and then a, a box did show up at my house after I... Uh, wrapped, and I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but it, there were there were things inside the box that I was. That's okay, so you were happy. You got some takeaways. I got some takeaways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned your daughter. Um, yeah. We know obviously you have a background in, in dancing, and yeah. you posted to Instagram a, a cute shot of her. Yeah. Of her. Do you yeah. think she's got that performance gene in her? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, she's like yeah, a little older oh than that now, God. but she. <laughs> She was just trying to do like quick feet and like I just started <laughs> tap dancing and it looked like she was trying to kind of mimic my. Oh, that's so adorable. Yeah. Um, she's, yeah, definitely feels like she has kind of the performer gene. She already does like bits that we didn't teach her. Like Isn't she'll funny? hide her hand. Yeah. And she's like, where'd it go? No. <laughs> and then pop it out. And she's like, ah. She's funny. And you're fortunate because you, you play a superhero and you got somebody in your life who can keep you in superhero fighting shape. Yes. Yeah. No, my wife uh, is yeah, a physical therapist and in the fitness hey, world. She is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Surprise. Hi. Um, yeah. She uh, she puts me to shame as far as physical fitness. That's yeah, for who sure. Can do more yeah. push is he a good student? No. Is, uh, oh. <laughs> I, I was going to say yes, but you can tell, you can tell the truth. Yeah, she said. no, no, I'm you a should, wimp. You so. should come back and do the third hour. We do like these fitness segments. Oh, I should. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, help us with our start right. today. That's an invitation. Cecilia said she is. Oh, good. Oh, it's cool. happening. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, we've already booked it. Yes. Well, that was yeah. easy. Yeah. Is it true My, your favorite superhero is actually Superman? Superman, yeah. And you've yeah. got a Superman tattoo? I do. It was one of my first tattoos. So it's actually more of a West Side Story tattoo. I like played Baby John on the National Tour West Side Story uh -huh. for a year. And he has that line where he's reading a comic book and he's like, you don't need knives. You don't even need zip guns. And they're like, who are you talking about? And he's like, Superman. Oh. I love him. So this is my Superman West Side Story tattoo. And oh, it's in my mom's awesome. handwriting. So oh, like, it's cool. all encompassing. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. Oh, Grant, yeah. it is so good to see you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Really thank you. Uh, and you can catch the final uh, flash season on the CW. Yes. Heck of a run. Congratulations. Yeah, when so we come back, you don't have to have a green thumb to bring more plants into your home, folks. So, which ones are right for the season and how to take care of those plants? Our expert, Hilton Carter, right after this. Did you wear green shoelaces for the segment?
This morning, we are embracing spring by bringing more green into our homes. Plants have been shown to boost our moods, relieve stress, and even help purify our air. So we called on an expert who's helped us through many a plant crisis. He's an expert indeed. <laughs> Magnolia Network's Hilton Carter, plant therapist. He's also a stylist. He's an author as well. In Thank fact, you. he just released a new book yesterday. It's called Living Wild, How to Plant Style oh, cool. Your Home, Cultivate Happiness. Hilton, we always love it when you come yes. And I love being here. Thank so. you. Thanks for having me. So for folks who want to bring some some more greenery into their homes, yes. but they're looking at low-light areas, perhaps sure. a reading nook, a library, what, what sorts of plants should they consider? You want to look for low-light tolerance plants. Okay. Okay. All plants love a lot of light, but there are some plants that can tolerate lower bits of it. So plants like this particular uh, silver pothos here. You can also work with uh, terrarium plants like ferns uh, can do well in lower light. And I will say not everyone has the, I guess, availability of bright light in their homes. Mm -hmm. And not everyone can take care of a plant. Yeah. So you can do faux greenery oh, as well. Oh. Uh, things that kind of look That's real. Fun. You were... You, you were, I guess, almost tricked to believe that was I real. Did, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Those are all full plants that you can maneuver, mm -hmm. push around your homes in spots that don't get a lot of light at all. I'm that. very into terrariums. Terrariums are great. Kids love them. Yeah. I feel like that's the special, it's a special little thing to add into someone's yeah. space, mm -hmm. a little greenhouse, of the course. The faux plants look very real now. That is a that's, thing. That's yeah. the all way right. to go our, about it. Our second spot is inspired by Craig and Lindsay's home. Uh, yes, uh, this is not my plan for, for, no. for I was going to say, if you brought your plant back to life like yeah. that. No, that was, there. that's but the plant. That's that, your fiddly fig there. Yeah, that's, that's when it was in our bedroom, Hilton. We had to move it down to the family room. Okay. Because we felt like after consulting with you, we felt like we needed to reposition it, needed some additional light. We started, we changed the watering technique and we also now, per your recommendation, we spray the leaves as well. There we and go. And boy, was Lindsay tired when she brought that down. <laughs> But well, it is about creating a nice it, it is, nook with a big It plant. is. It's all about making sure that you are indeed living wild, but bringing that indoor element out, I mean, that, that outdoor element indoors right. and surrounding yourself with, with greenery so that it can also just not uh, make your space brighter, yeah. but also brighten your own mood. What yeah. about places that have a lot of high humidity, like your high humidity kitchen? bathrooms, kitchens. We're talking about plants that are going to love those sort of spaces. Mm -hmm. So plants like ferns, calatheas, uh, anthuriums, uh, uh, air plants, Ooh, all of these that? plants. That, that's an air plant. Oh. Uh, air plant? Yeah, th huh. these particular plants love humidity, high humidity areas. So bathrooms, kitchens. But do now, they need light? They do need light. All plants need light, hmm. for sure. But they can light tolerate light lower light, <laughs> uh, especially your ferns, your calatheas can can also tolerate those lower bits of light as well. But what's great about these plants is that they need moisture, a lot of moisture. So when you place them in places that have a lot of moisture, like yeah. kitchens, bathrooms, place them near your sink, you're always reminded to then give them back here. Craig likes this segment so much that he says love and light. He wore all green and, and changed his shoes to green shoelaces. Craig is my guy. Look at you, man. How's your Craig? So speaking of light, you Please. recommended last time this olive tree that you had gifted me. Yes. Um, you said it needs more light. So now I've been following the light in my house. I leave it in the light at okay, all times. This is what it used to look like. Okay. Um, and now we have a picture, which I'm just so proud of. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Wow. What a difference light makes. And look yeah. at it in the light there. And now it's and on the stairs. See, oh, I move it all over the house <laughs> to get light. Wouldn't it freak you out if you came light. downstairs and it was moving by itself? <laughs> it, it could. And it does. With light, your plants actually do move. So move towards the light. What is the, the plan light. for some indoor plants that you have right now with the warmer weather, can you just put them outside? For sure. Most of our indoor plants want to be 
outside. Oh. So when spring, summer hits, you're going to push those plants out into those places, those spaces that mm -hmm. get the type of light that mm -hmm. they can actually. But even the, the the weather, you know, I mean, the heavy rain or wind, they can yes. withstand that. Yes, okay. it all depends on what types of plants you have. So you also want to just prepare yourself or prepare mm -hmm. your plants for that transition outdoors. So make sure that if you have a plant that could blow over, they're in heavier pots. And okay. by the way, stacking stones. I, you know, why I'm in a good mood oh, because of my my plants in my dressing room. Oh, your dressing Roker's room. got a, he's got great plants. All right, we got to go. Hilton, oh, thank you. Oh, look at that. Oh, you yeah. talk all no, day. these are, oh, they, look at these plants. plants. Oh, he doesn't water them himself. <laughs> of course I do. Third hour of today, right back he's after this. He's for that. That's a major Did you ever find out who was watering those plants? Nobody. Thanks, Joe, for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Tomorrow in the third hour of today's celebrity hairstylist, Chris Appleton, is going to share the hot spring hair trends. Hey, coming right up on Hoda and Jenna, Donna showing us a deserving couple's door for a live surprise. Okay, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. 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 <laughs> The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.